You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a very special guest with us, uh, Jennifer Gugarich. And uh, I was actually on her podcast uh, earlier this week and had a blast. Uh, I'm sure she'll be posting that pretty soon and she can talk to you about her her podcast. Um, And she helps real estate investors and entrepreneurs protect uh, their assets from potential litigation. And today we're going to talk primarily as it relates to asset protection um, for, you know, real estate investors. And we're recording this in the early June timeframe and COVID is still around and there's a lot of new um, legislation coming out and a lot of different, you know, things you need to do as a real estate investor to, to protect your investment. And Jennifer's going to talk to us about that today. So Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, I'm excited to be here. And it was such a blast to have you on our show. So I'm just, I'm happy. I'm happy to be making the virtual tour around. I get to feel like I'm getting out of my house. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. And we all. Yeah. So Jennifer, so can you tell people about your, what you do and um, first, and then we could, we could talk about the meaty greeting. Well, I spent 25 years as a business builder. So uh, that's how I started out. I built businesses. I was a crisis intervention specialist. So basically, I was the type of consultant that a small business or a medium-sized business would hire to come in when everybody's on fire. And you're like, ah, and then I put everybody out and I'd figure out what was going on. And um, in that time, I was mostly hired for marketing sales because I had a marketing and sales background. So it was my websites messed up or I need a new marketing brochures or whatever. And once I got in, I realized that that's absolutely not the reason the business was tanking. It was always foundational things that had to do pretty much with HR or operations. They hired the wrong people, put them in the wrong spot, paid them the wrong way, were managing them poorly. That's why a business tanks. It's never because of the widgets or the website. I mean, there are people with one page websites that are doing bang up business. So I know the website developers would say that they get mad about that, but really, if you're gonna tank, it's something you're not thinking about that you skipped over, right? And so this led me down a path of about a decade ago, uh, putting in virtual workers using US-based top talent into companies. And that, uh, I became an investor, And by doing that, I scaled a big digital marketing company. I met some of the biggest names in real estate, became a real estate investor, uh, you know, been on stage with, uh, you know, putting people on stage with Dan Merrill and and, uh, Kevin Harrington with TV Shark Tank and people like that and uh, became an investor. And then along the way, I was asked to grow, um, to come in for crisis intervention, to grow a real estate asset protection law firm with lawyers. And the entire time I was there, I was like, there is a much better way, you know, paying 30 to $50,000 for structures that legitimately should cost around five grand that that prices out new investors who need it the most out of it. So when that ended and I didn't have a non-compete, I had an entire team and this was our jam and we started Leafy Legal. So what we do is we harness the power of anonymity and some very cutting edge legal strategies um, to be able to help 
investors, whether they've bought their first house, have no houses, or, you know, are doing GP deals with multiple entities. You know, we help them become anonymous. We help them have the right structure in place so that they're no longer low hanging fruit. Unfortunately, real estate investors, even if you have just one Aaron B, the moment you purchase another property, if it's in your name or an LLC and it's not an anonymous LLC, your risk of having a lawsuit goes up to 95% in the next 20 years. So it's not when, I mean, it's not if, it's when. So what we do is we, we, we change that statistic for you because uh, being anonymous is very powerful. It's allowed, it's legal, and it helps a, a lot of people. And uh, we help entrepreneurs too. You know, there's a lot of people, police officers who retire but they want to work. They want to start a new company, uh, do other things. People have restraining orders against the, uh, other people. And they don't want to feel like, well, I can't go be a barber now because, you know, if this person ever looks me up and my, my information's all out there, they'll come and get me. Well, there's ways you can protect yourself, legal ways you can do that. So we help people. And that's what we do. <laughs> Anthony's. Great. That's that's a that's a great background. I was talking. I was on mute before. Um, <laughs> that's a, a awesome background, and I uh, really appreciate you sharing all, all that history with us. Uh, so, could you kind of talk about um, I, more from the real estate side, which is you know what my podcast focuses on? Uh, what are you seeing in terms of you know whether it's from the rioting or um, from COVID, and you know what do you what are you seeing? now kind of taking place? Well, now's the time to invest. I mean, I talk to people like, like you and other real estate investors that are ahead of the curve all the time. So anyone who's established is investing now. I talked to one group and they have a very specific single family home. They build 10 to 15 minute drives out of a major metro area here in the, here in the country. And they sold 10 million last month out yeah. of nowhere. And they have a very specific niche. So there are, you know, so I'm hearing from all the experts, there's incredible opportunities. And I'm going to tell you that we have two camps of clients. We have some of the people that are brand new, that are freaking out because maybe they're having some issues with tenants or whatever, and they're, they're new to the game. Um, and they're pulling back a little bit, but now's the time to actually invest. Everybody that is savvy says now's the time to put footholds in because it's the time to grow. Um, and then there's other markets that are not affected at all. You know, Airbnb really pissed off everybody who's in that, that space um, with their policies when this hit. And so now you have other companies coming in to be strong competitors against them because, because of this. Um, and then you have people who were in historical uh, short-term markets to begin with. So these are towns that since the 70s have had single family home rentals you know you think of tennessee mountain area uh places in florida those were not really hit those types of investors were so people are starting to think about diversifying or moving you know where they're investing i talked to a hotel investor um and where they had invested in smaller hotel, boutique hotels before they're changing it now they're putting it on instead of near airports right because the airports are dead so that was, you know, that those businesses went down, but it seemed like the boutique hotels near medical centers and on major highways that truck drivers use, those were doing great. So for people who have a mind to be speculators, now's the time to, to look at trends. And no matter where your passion takes you, 
Um, there is, you know, whether it's multifamily, there's certain multifamily that are better than others. I'm sure you can talk a lot about that. Um, there's definitely opportunity for everyone. I do notice that the trend of lawsuits is going up. Um, COVID has opened up a hornet's nest of, I guess, anti-investor lawsuits that are going against HOAs um, and different types of owners that, that renters are, are annoyed with. And of course, you have very um, spec you have speculative litigators too that are pushing the boundaries and seeing how far they can go with this. So our services are, of course, increasing because of things like that as well. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Have you ever seen, so you're seeing a lot of cases increase. So have you ever seen anything like this in our lifetime? Like how do you compare it from the last um, crash, I guess, so to speak? Well, this is nothing because this was, you know, I'm going to go off on a limb, but this was more manufactured. The last crash happened through a natural series of events of manipulations of the market, you know, that were intended to do one thing and they did another and they, they had historical basis that had happened before we kind of got out of it, it was bad. Um, and we made the right changes. This is very different. This is much more, you ha it's, I think everybody is asking the same question, like what's the end goal of all of this? There has a feeling to this that's never been really felt before or talked about that this is rather than something that has just happened that we're going to have to deal with and get out. This is being done to us. So the response has to be different. Um, and, and I don't know about that. Everybody is in the same boat going, what is in the world is going on? Because it's not following any trend. So you have, you know, finance experts, investment experts, stock experts, real estate investors. You have all these great minds and their models and their predictions are failing and failing and failing. You know, even with the disease models, they're failing. So that obviously there's no way to predict this because there's not a single model that has come out or given us any decent information whatsoever about what we're looking at. Um, so we're literally just kind of having to feel through it. I feel like historically, before we had all these models and predictions in computers, that people found a way. They always found a way through it. Because nobody knew when the Spanish flu was going to hit what happened with that. Nobody knew about world wars, what was going to happen after that. You know what I mean? They, they had their best idea, but people muddled through. You know, you didn't have like mass information around the planet on a thing called the internet like you do now. And I think in some ways that that's been more of a hindrance to us. I think humans will find a way because at the local level um, or when you disconnect, uh, people are doing amazing things right now. We're just not hearing about it. If you're, if you're plugged in, you're not hearing about it, but when you unplug, you're, you're seeing a lot more hope. So. Sure. No, absolutely. Um, so how do we better protect our, protect ourselves, um, you know, uh, as real estate investors um, moving forward to, you know, if we do end up in, you know, let's call it a second wave or some, you know, further crisis in, in another 10 years. You mean Cthulhu is going to come out of the ocean? Like right now there's a hurricane brewing in the Gulf. I live on Galveston <laughs> Island. And I'm just like, can we just cancel hurricane season this year? I'm just like not even up for it, right? So there's sure. always going to be something. But as far as real estate investors and what we can do, I'm going to tell you, if you, if someone get, gets your name and you get into what you have to worry about is not so much the renters, you know, even though that is, that is rising exponentially right now because there, there's government money at play. 
There are people who've received PPP and investors who've received EIDL. And now there are lawyers like we need to get that unless they were able to forgive all the rents, then maybe we can sue and get some of that money. Now government money's in place. So you're going to get people with a lot more avarice than normal, but investors, if you're anonymous, then that is a nice barrier to the people like that. And what I mean about anonymity is that how you do business and where you hold your assets need to be in two completely, completely different structures and where, how you do business should be anonymous. And there is a lot of misinformation out there that there are only four States you can create an anonymous LLC. That's a lie. You can create anonymous LLC in every state. Every state allows for people to be able to protect themselves uh, in, in various ways. They have to because you have people in law enforcement. You have people that run companies that the public um, gets obsessed with from celebrities, from people that are, you know, news anchors, people that have, like I said before, restraining orders. So you can make an anonymous LLC in every state. Now, can you do that on your own? No, you're going to need help to do it. And, and in the past, you would have to go to a very specific type of firm. And there was a very, there was an upcharge, let's put a surcharge for that firm. But now it, do, it doesn't have to be that way. So like with us, we have in-house counsel, we have agreements with attorneys in every state. And so while we're not a law firm, we're not, re, you're not retaining us for litigation or anything like that. We can still take care of you and get the right structures in place. And the law allows for that. So you need to, you need to think about not being sitting fruit. And so the, what I like to use when people say, well, what does that even mean? I have insurance, right? Well, everybody needs insurance. I'm not telling you not to get insurance. What I'm saying is if you're in a car wreck and you have five, five properties or in a, in a multifamily, then there's a ticket. Let's say the other person doesn't have insurance. They don't want to pay. The first thing they're going to do is go to the most aggressive attorney they can and try to swing things in their favor right? Because they're trying to protect, protect themselves too, right? And so they go in, you know, my back, my this, this is wrong. We, you know, we need to go after them. Well, you're thinking, well, Geico or Progressive is going to take care of that. And then you'll find out in about two years when they say, okay, they uh, want to move forward with the suit now because they have two years to file against you in most states. There's a statute of limitations and they usually wait, especially if they don't have a strong case because they know people get the details fuzzy then, right? And right. so remember that wreck that you had, remember this, well, now they're wanting to sue. And you're like, what, huh? You know, take care of it. Well, we'll take care of it. But in your insurance policy, you know, we're not going to cover all these houses and these businesses. This is what we cover. So in order to go to court, it's going to cost you about $35,000 out of pocket. And we'll cover the rest. Mm -hmm. But they want to settle. So that we think we can get them down to 15,000 out of your pocket. So suddenly, because that attorney had the ticket, he had your name on it. They gave it to their skip tracing paralegal. They used, uh, you know, all these programs to look up to see, are you listed as a member on a corporation or an LLC? Are you listed on any deeds? And if they bring up a bunch of stuff, bang, bang, boom, they might be able to settle because the name of the game is settling. It's not going to court for them. So, you know, the name of the game is to settle mm -hmm. and for them to be able to put liens against it. Because if you have property, they can put a lien against it. And that means they can get, uh, oh God, just so they need the law, the facts and recovery. So they can get recovery from you. 
A, a, a piece of paper and a judgment is worthless unless you can attach it to something. Now, so then you're sitting there going, I'm going to pay 15 grand for nothing. It was their fault, right? But you don't get your day in court unless you're willing to pay. And if they don't have any money or if they're anonymous, then what are you doing, right? So uh, change the scenario. Let's say you have these anonymous structures that we do for people in place and you've separated your assets out. Then all of a sudden that person goes to the attorney and says, this happened, here's the ticket, blah, blah, blah. And then the attorney goes back with them and says, wow, so this guy's not, doesn't have anything? No, we're gonna have to spend a lot of money and time and effort to try to figure out if, if he owns anything. Well, the attorney's just going to say, I'm sorry, you don't have a case. <laughs> we can't go forward or give me this huge retainer and we'll see if we can move this case forward Right? because yeah. they, they need to do that. So, so stop thinking, oh, well, I've got great renters in place. It's my cousin. It's my this. Think about the things you don't think about. Weird neighbors getting into a fight with someone at a bar. You know, that's really the majority of where all the business crippling things come from. Got it. No, that's super important. And that's not something that's discussed that often, particularly in, in, in real estate and how important it is to, um, you keep bringing up anonymity. So really important to remain anonymous and, and kind of shelter as much as you can from the public, especially if you have substantial you know, business holdings or real estate holdings or, or whatever it is. Yeah, because you can be running ABC corporate, you know, ABC investments or whatever you want to do, but it doesn't have to have your name on it. You would sign it ABC investments and you're just an agent, you know, or designated manager of that. You don't have to walk around, you know, get, you know, people get a lot of pride saying they're CEO and their owner or their founder, you know, but w once you start doing that, you're chance of getting sued goes up. It's sad, but it's true. You might be CEO of that t-shirt company selling t-shirts out of your van, <laughs> but for someone else, they think, oh, well, you've got a pot to pee and you've got all those t-shirts in that van. And so what we do is we tell people to do it smarter and then it helps set the better foundation for your business so you can scale because the structures we build tie into estate plans, tie into self-directed retirement accounts, um, that you can harness the power of your own money instead of just watching it sit there, you know, on some mutual fund stock account going up and down and eating Cheetos, watching your Netflix, doing nothing for you. You can make your money work for you instead. And you get the interest when you start using the right structures in place, you are more powerfully be able to position yourself, do things safer and then really start to create some generational wealth through faster scaling. And that's really the name of the game. This sure. works smarter, you know? Sure. No, it makes a lot of sense. Wow. So we talked a, a lot about, uh, about a lot of different topics here, which is, which is <laughs> great as this is especially during this time. Um, I want to wind it down a little bit and ask, you know, a few simple questions um, towards the end of each of our show. Uh, number one being, do you have a favorite, you know, business book or legal book or real estate book? Well, my favorite book just to read in general is the one about who moved my cheese. Just because every time I read about what would you do if you're not afraid, it shakes me a little bit. So I like that one. And then Meryl Chandler, he got a, the new F word, the get fundable book. And so that's my newest one. And that I had him on the podcast 
He blew my mind. I took his boot camp. I literally cried the first night of his boot camp because it's so intense. And I'm not, you know, I I can do accounting and money, and and, and that was my job for a long time is to dig into to QuickBooks and to fix things and get them ready for taxes. But I hate it, <laughs> so I don't enjoy that at all. And uh, what I did not know about credit, um, I didn't. I had no idea that the credit score in 2020 is a meaningless number, and that everything revolves around these 80 borrower behaviors that are being tracked on me. It's quite invasive, but it has been for quite some time. And so to change your behavior, you change your ability to get credit on, especially on business lines of credit, which is a game changer. So I'm still learning about that. That is, that is the biggest business thing I think that, uh, that I'm doing right now. Very interesting. Now, if he wants to come on my show, I'd love to have him too and learn more about it. Yeah, um, yeah, he's great. He's the he's the founder of Lexington Law Firm, and okay. uh, what what happened with Merrill is he was there, you know, doing it for twenty some odd years, fixing people's credit, helping them, and then along the line, he started getting people that were like eight hundred credit scores wanting refunds because they couldn't get you know more than a thirty five hundred dollar card at at Macy's. And they were seeing friends walk into a bank and come out, you know, with a 680 credit score with a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollar line of business credit that didn't report on their personal credit. And they're like, this is a scam. Well, it wasn't a scam. So he, his team, he's very, he's very obnoxious. I love Meryl, but he's obnoxious. And uh, he got into FICO world. You know, he's the only consumer facing companies ever done that, which is, that's the insider, you know, those shadowy, underwriters that no one ever is allowed to talk to and he signed an NDA with his team and uh, now and he he teaches the behaviors you need to go from being a professional consumer <laughs> sucks to being a professional borrower and how to work with the banks and show them what they need to see in order for them to invest in you because what we've been taught especially me you know I came from middle class you know not even middle class at certain points in, in our, my growing up years life, you know, save everything, pay off everything on time. Well, that's never going to get you a, that's never going to get you ahead. It, it's, you know, it's, it's a very different game and learning it is, uh, has been hard for me because I thought, man, everything I was taught was wrong. Sure. So, yeah, sure but, it is. Yeah. Um, so you got, you actually kind of answered my, my next question to some extent, <laughs> unless he's, <laughs> My next question was going to be, you have any mentors in the business? That you, yeah, you, yeah. The people that I talk to, you know, like everybody, I would say that, uh, of course, Merrill, he's going to be at the top of the list. Kathy Fedke with Real Wealth Network. I find her to be just absolutely amazing. Dan Krasinowski, he knows everybody. <laughs> so, I mean, when I listen to him, I'm just like, wow. You know, he just named drops. Dave Zook is another one. Dave Zook with Passive Investors. Eventually, I want to be at a level to where I can invest with Dave Zook. I think that he is an incredible speculator. When he, when he talks about markets and how the market's changing now, it's kind of like that that old, um, gosh, do you remember what that was? Remember that that commercial? And they said, when somebody talks, everybody listens. And someone would say something and like the entire restaurant would like turn their ear towards that person. Who, who's, I know the commercial, but I can't remember the brand. Ah, well, anyway, that's how Dave Zook to, is to me. If he talks, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and listen, because he's usually dropping some incredible fragment of information for investors. So yeah, him and, investors. and 
you know, listening to a guy like Elon Musk talk too. He's yeah. One. Yeah. He's crazy. Now I think Elon is just absolutely insane and I cannot stand his HR policies. I mean, I would like literally, I want to fight him. Let's fight. Those are fighting words. Right. But um, yeah, there are some things he says I think are absolutely brilliant because you know, he's, some of the insane people, it's, that's what really causes innovation. People who are, I think, incredibly broken because they have this one, like Steve Jobs, awful human being. Like when you listen to his, his actual story, you're like, God, you're the worst guy. You would never want to be a friend of his at all, right? But brilliant, right? In these couple of areas. So as long as you can hone into the couple of areas, you can just like get your mind blown. And Elon, I think, is like that for me. In case you just, unless you're friends with him and love him, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last question, Jennifer, would be, is an easy one, I hope. How can people find you? Uh, no, kidding. Uh, you just go to leafylegalservices.com. That's L-E-A-F-Y, legalservices.com. And you can find me there. Or you can go and listen to our podcast, which is at Leafy Podcast. So the at sign, oh, no, it's the at sign Leafy Legal and no matter where you are, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, radio.com, we're on there. Awesome. And I encourage our listeners to do so. What I'll do is I'll put a link to your podcast in the comments section of all the social media and on iTunes as well. So you can check out Jennifer's podcast and um, follow her on LinkedIn and all the social media platforms. She has some really good content and um, definitely check out our show once, once she releases it. So Jennifer, really appreciate you coming on today. I, I you know, really uh, learned a lot and hope our audience has too. And hope to have you on here um, in six months or so and, and see how things have changed in the world. Oh yeah, that's going to be fun. I would love that too. And thanks guys for having me on and listening to me. And I give a free consult. So if you are just like curious, like where are you at for your asset protection and you reach out uh, to me, just put, I want to talk to Jen and we get a free hour long consult. And I'll be able to look over your structure and say, okay, this is where you might need to improve or you're doing great or here might be a better plan to uh, plot out. Cause now's the time to start to think about, you know, tightening your operations up, <laughs> so to speak. Sure. Definitely. Well, great, Jennifer. Thank you so much. Again, this is Anthony Scandariato with Discovering Multifamily signing out.